You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. This Beyond the Profi episode is partly sponsored by Young Dental Innovations. Hey, 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 this is Jasmine, your host. We are here with an awesome episode with a Canadian dental hygienist. Lisa, welcome to the show. Lisa, uh, tell us your name, your full name. (laughs) So my full name is Lisa Hardell. And uh, yes, practicing registered dental hygienist in Canada, as you mentioned, Jasmine, specifically residing in the Ontario area, just north of Toronto. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I yeah. um, never been to Canada. One day I hope to, to come yes. here and attend an event. And that needs to be a priority. Yes, it <laughs> so does. You would love it. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of having a passport, right? <laughs> Yes. You don't really use it. Right. Um, so I, so we connected on Instagram and one of the things that really caught my eye with Lisa is the fact that she's really big on supporting and empowering hygienists and dental professionals. And, you know, beyond the profi is all about that. And we're all about showcasing individual stories. And what I love, 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 especially is that not only have you been a rock star hygienist, but also, you're welcome, a mom genist. You have family. Yes, two young boys. So, yeah, I mean, for sure, there was a point in my career where, um, you know, certain things had to take a bit of a backseat, especially in the younger years but uh, getting to a really easy stage now with my kids and a mom Janice because yeah nine and eleven are my two boys so definitely more self-sufficient and allows me to kind of have more free time to to do other things right so uh yeah it's it's fun balancing both being a mom and a career woman I love it I love it so um my girls are 10 and soon to be eight in a few months so we're right so similar yes so Don't you find it's getting easier? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, girls can be different too, right? But uh, the attitude is coming out a little bit more. So I yeah. feel like easier in the sense that they are expressing a little bit more independence, but yeah. not so much with like the attitude that's starting to come now, especially with my older one. So um, there, I mean, I've talked to other moms, you know, there's different levels yes. that you're working with, but let, let me, let me not even, I'm going to get on to a whole different tangent. Sure, go for it. <laughs> if I start with my kids. All right. So let's talk about your 17 years in this industry. And one in particular, I really wanted to focus on is even though you have the responsibilities as a mom, you've also maintained your identity as a woman, as a career woman. So just tell the listeners some of the stuff that you're doing and then how you've been able to maintain the passion that you've had so far in your career for all of these years. Definitely. I think for me, um, I've really had the privilege of working in several different work environments and each one has really been challenging in its own kind of unique way and kind of led me 
you know, to that next stage. Um, obviously, you know, private practice was where I really first started out. Um, and then eventually kind of got into some independent practice, juggled that with um, public health. And that's really where I spent, I would say, a good seven years uh, with public health before um, then completely kind of changing where I'm at now, which is uh, with oral science. Um, we're doing education and sales. But yeah, it's all about just, you know, following your instincts, sometimes taking those risks because, um, you know, that's all about learning and growing and really staying engaged in the profession. So what I'm loving now is more working directly with dental professionals to really make a change and impact within the industry and patient outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for sure, it's um, still important to practice clinically every now and then because I, I love chairside. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride and I've loved each stage of my career so far. So yeah, that's a bit about kind of where I am now and what kind of led me there, I would say. So when you're transitioning, because one of the things that you've done is you've worked in private practice, you've been in periodontal practice, I have yes. here your independent practice as well, in public health, which is where my heart is, now you're in the educational role. So what would you say are like some of the pivotal points of when you knew it was time to transition and how you kind of transitioned? Yeah, roles? that's such an important question and honestly it was my last year so in 2017 uh, I moved out of the clinics of public health so basically here in Ontario anyways we have school teams that kind of balance yes some clinical work but they're going into the schools and screening hundreds of children a day so my role of public health was very much focused on the clinical aspect so I was providing services in the clinics across the region where I was working and um, that eventually, you know, that position changed and I was in more of a team lead position. So again, more looking at community needs, processes, kind of like that middleman between the clinical, dental assistance, hygienists, and management across uh, York region. And that position is kind of what led me to oral science. In around the time, that's when silver diamine fluoride was a lot, um, you know, bringing to the forefront as far as being a huge game changer. And obviously in public health, uh, ongoing urgent needs with kids and youth. And to me, this was such an opportunity to promote and educate dental professionals on such a treatment, um, to arrest different stage cavities at um, you know, certain time periods. Obviously, the earlier we intervene, uh, the better as far as reducing those more invasive treatment plans. So for me, it was really that treatment in like specifically that I was like, you know what, I have to join this company. Um, they were the ones that brought this to Canada and we've really been leading in the industry to get dental professionals on board. And again, it's not just public health, but definitely pediatric, general practice. So many work environments can benefit from utilizing something like this for kids, for elderly. So that's kind of where my passion is and that's what Kind of, you know, that pivotal moment that you said uh, that you kind of were inquiring about from public health to the switch with oral science, because that was quite different and mm -hmm. was a scary move. And, uh, you know, I wasn't quite sure if I was making that, you know, going from public to private sector is very different. Yes, it is. But yes, yeah, is. So, so what gave you that final push to make that decision? Because I think a lot of times for dental professionals, we are so heavily trained on how to provide clinical care, right? Yes. And making that transition, even if it's like a side hustle or something that you're working with on the side, is really tough decision to make that many people don't even make it. 
you know, they'll, right. they'll think about it for however long they think about yeah. it, watch other people do it. Yeah. So like, what was that real big push? Yes. So honestly, having a husband that uh, was extremely supportive in me kind of making that switch in my career was, I think, an important factor because, you know, especially with um, a job in the public sector where secure, you've got that, you know, 830 to 430 role, um, you know, that's important, especially when you're raising a family. And like we all know today, it really takes two parents working and uh, doing the best they can do to provide for their family. But um, yeah, my husband was supportive, allowed me to really take that risk. And again, I think this internal kind of motivation to make a change, have more autonomy, work directly more with dental professionals. Yes, I love that chair side with the client, but I love motivating, educating, bringing awareness to dental professionals so in turn they can make changes that hopefully will have a broader impact on the clients receiving um, treatment and care. So let's give a huge shout out to hubby. Um, yes. you're, you're the bomb.com, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get it because, I mean, I couldn't do what I do today if it wasn't for my husband. So. Yeah. And my family, their whole support, because yes. my kids also have to be able to support that. And sure. it isn't easy. I just actually recorded a podcast yesterday about yeah. the the juggling of entrepreneurship and being a parent. And yes. it's a it's a there's entrepreneurship challenges, but then you have a new complexity with those challenges when you add in being a parent, especially a mother. Yes. Because we have such a huge role with the care of our kids. And so it is, it is something else. And so shout out to all of those uh, spouses and partners out there um, who, cause we know we have male listeners as well, you know, yes, that's <laughs> not true. just husbands, but yes. the wives out there who are really, really supporting those um, entrepreneurs and those, those people who want from their career, but also want to maintain their family. So um I think that's very interesting that you you mentioned that going from you know the chair side to the dental professional it's really all just education though it's still education yes. it's just a different way yeah. of, of yeah. thinking for sure and i think honestly having that year in public health where i was dealing directly with the team with the hygienists and the assistants kind of taking that step back and looking at our processes and looking at community needs that's, you know, without that role in public health, I don't think I would have had that stepping stone to then leave and take on a role um, such as, you know, the role I have with oral science across a, a territory. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's how one thing really leads to another. So, and that was a temporary position that I had with um, public health. So I was to go back to the clinic and um, I thought, you know what, this is kind of where, where I see myself going. And uh yeah, you take a take a risk, you make change happen, and you never know where it's going to lead, right? So yeah, and you know one yeah. of the one of the courses that I've taught as an educator is public health. I did that for seven years. I absolutely yes. love that course, and yeah. I feel that a lot of students, including myself, I was guilty of this. Yes, you forget how much value you can get from being in a public health yeah. position, and yes. how it's a viable option. And yes. a lot of us are trying to hurry up and get out of school, get that, get those coins, get the highest, you know, yeah. paid, um, paid rate so that we can, you know, pay off our student loans or whatever. But I've learned so much, like 
from working in public health. All the topics that I speak on yes. with my role when I was in public health. Yeah. And where I have the greatest joy is working in public health. And everything yeah. we do as dental hygienists is centered around the public's yes. total health. Yeah. <laughs> and what was really neat was to be a part of a division where it was like child and family health. You're looking at the connection between breastfeeding and, you know, early childhood education. It was, it was definitely a, a broader way to look at just the needs of the family. You know, a lot of newcomers or low-income families that needed support more so just Yes, oral health and their dental needs were a priority, but there was much more that you were looking at for some of those families, right? So yeah, it was, yeah, it was very rewarding being there and um, truly, you know, learned and grew a lot as a professional for sure. So let me ask your, your opinion as far as a Canadian hygienist, because I, I know the U.S. obviously, yes. but I have found that a lot of us are disgruntled, we're burnt out. Um, are you finding the same thing in Canada and with the hygienists? Because you guys can do independent practice, which I'm super jealous about. The West Coast can do that here in the U.S., but yeah. not the East Coast. East Coast is more conservative. Okay. So what, do you, what would you say are some of the things that are leading to that loss of passion for some of us? And we're not just talking about dental hygienists. We're talking about everyone in the dental industry at some point may feel that. And what are some recommendations that you have to overcome it? Yeah, you know what? I'm meeting with new and I'm meeting with de dental professionals every day, right? Going into different offices. Um, so connecting with whether it be other hygienists, dentists, assistants, and kind of building that rapport, finding, you know, finding out about them. And really for sure, there's there's this group that you see that just they're not motivated. They're there because maybe they have to, you know, meet with me and hear about, you know, what we're sharing. Others, you know, they're the ones driving the interest and motivation behind um, maybe changing some current protocols in office and making those home care recommendations for clients. And I think, you know, to really pinpoint, you know, why that is, I think that's a really hard question to give one specific answer to. But I think when you say kind of stagnant and you're, you know, those people that have maybe been in a practice environment for years, you know, the people that they surround themselves with, the way that practice environment functions, like, are they being challenged? Are they being given special projects uh, to look into things? Are they having team meetings and huddles to really motivate um, each other? And I mean, I think who you surround yourself with as the team can really change how you feel about your role in your job, right? So I think mm -hmm. even just doing things outside your day-to-day -day job getting involved in, you know, volunteer, getting involved with your regulatory college, getting involved with societies, whether that's getting on a, you know, an executive committee or just going to these society meetings and networking. It's amazing how you can connect with one professional that, you know, whether it be a dental hygienist, for example, just someone that sparks something within you to make a change and you never know where that's gonna take you, right? So I say do new and different things. Um, you know, look, it can never hurt to go for interviews, see what else is out there. So if you're in a job and, you know, it's just about the nine to five and you're not happy, you really have to look to what can I change within this work environment that I do have control over, have those conversations with your colleagues, or really start looking what is else, you know, what else is out there, or how might I, you know, still get involved in this profession in different ways outside my job. Yes. I think it's a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. 
And when I like the point that you mentioned um, as far as what elements can you control? Yes. And a lot of that control too should be on us, within us. Our mind, yes. our thinking, what is it that we yeah. are doing? Because sometimes even then you can't even control the culture of your environment. So that may be a sign that you may right. have to either change the environment or get involved with something um, in addition. So I really love that. Yeah. That and it was interesting. A Canadian hygienist, she actually uh, posted something this morning. I'm not sure if you saw it, um, Jasmine, about like if you could give yourself advice in your younger years. And um, it was for me, I commented on that. And I said, you know what, like, have a voice, you know, make those suggestions because you never know sometimes whether it be a new dentist that you're working for, they're going to respect you for it. And if you're silent, things aren't going to change, right? You really need to follow, you know, what you believe in. And sometimes that can just open up the dialogue and really, you know, end up in a much better situation for, for all, for the patient, for your employer, for your team members, right? So yeah, it's just yeah. about having that open communication, I think, is a, is a big thing to consider for sure. Yeah. So do you do anything on a daily basis to help keep yourself in a positive mind frame? Because your skin is glowing, honey. Oh. <laughs> I would you say, <laughs> why, thank you. You're looking pretty good yourself. Um, you know what? Yeah, I love the hair. Oh my gosh. And your smile, Jasmine, your smile is like contagious. Oh, really? Yes. I love it. Thank you. But you know what? Yes, I'm definitely into yoga. I try to, and it's, it's great. Our boss is very, um, promotes, you know, that mindfulness, taking that time for yourself to really unwind um, because in turn, that's going to make you more productive, right? And sometimes less is more. It's all about time management. Um, but for sure, you need those times where you're giving back to yourself. And we're all guilty of it. And for me to say that I'm not, I mean, for sure, there's times where I know I'm running myself ragged <laughs> and my husband knows it too and my kids, but um, taking those little bits of time in the morning, later in the day, I mean, I'm more productive in the morning to kind of give some time to myself, whether it be, you know, run out to an early yoga class or even just do something in my house on the treadmill or our rowing machine. Um, and yeah, I love writing. So that's why I started the blog. Um, I love just, you know, putting my thoughts down on paper, doing some journaling. So I feel like that can really help. And just, again, connecting, having conversations with those that um, bring you joy and that you kind of feed off the motivation, those special friends or people in your life, you know, that can really make, make a difference in your, in your outlook for sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I tell you, yeah. one of the biggest things I've learned is the importance of connection. I thought that I was going to be this tough woman and I can do it on my own. I can't, you know, really don't need to ask anyone. And one of the biggest things, lessons I've learned in the last couple of years, especially being a mom of two, is finding that connection with myself and with other yes. beings. We need each other. We're yes. met to be in a communal type of environment right you know? right yeah and like I've heard you say Jasmine really knowing how to ask for help is key right and that's something that is hard to do at times but you realize when you've got those right people in place and those that you can turn to for help make it can make you so much more impactful in what you're doing yeah absolutely. for sure absolutely. yeah absolutely so um this morning I did I like to dance Yes. And I put on some music from when I was like in high school. 
and I was popping it. So what, <laughs> <laughs> what what's, uh, do you like to dance at all? Like what's some music that you would, that you kind of like to kind of, uh, get them you know what <laughs> I'm definitely like a top 40 kind of girl it's funny okay. <laughs> yeah, my kids and my husband we all have this very different uh taste in music but yeah I I really love just kind of trending and bopping to like what's current on the radio definitely more upbeat kind of music okay. dance music um yeah going back to like high school and uh college yeah, I was a big, you know, sync fan. Oh my goodness! Still, still now a big Justin Timberlake fan for sure. I love yes, him. Yes, me too. Um, yes, and I loved when him and Jay Z went on tour. My husband oh. and I went to that concert. And uh, get out of here! Yes, wow. Yep, he surprised <laughs> me. <laughs> and yeah, I'm trying to think of the last concert I actually went to. Um, actually, you know what? It was with my son. I took him to his first concert at the. Um, well, it's called the Scotiabank Centre now, the old Rogers Centre in Toronto. And again, it was just a mix of kind of some top 40 artists, like yeah. Chainsmokers and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I would say love to dance and love all types of music, but definitely that top 40 kind of dance, hip-hop, hip-hop or R&B would be my top favourite to get me going. I knew it. I knew it. We had, like, such a connection. <laughs> Big hip hop and R and B fan, but I've listened to everything. Like yes, um, I listened to. I had rock phase at some point. I've had a pop phase. And sync was my favorite. Although I did <laughs> Blackstreet Boys. Yeah, but I have every. I still have every CD from NSYNC. Oh yeah, <laughs> every single one. I even have like I even have like the Justin Puppet doll. Oh no! This is a true friend here, y'all. <laughs> That's going back like, yeah, late high school. So I think I'm uh, aging myself here. <laughs> but no, very talented. Man. Oh, I can't wait to meet you one yes. day. All right. Here's my last question for you. Okay. What is the best career advice you've ever received? The best career advice. I think that career advice for sure. Um, I'm trying to think who would have actually delivered that advice. I'm trying to think back to even just starting with oral science. And that was, you know, follow your heart, follow what you believe in and just be yourself, right? If you are your true self, you're going to connect with people because now, you know, the role that I'm in, I'm meeting with dental professionals and sharing information. And for sure, I need to believe in what I'm speaking to them about and really be 100%, you know, what's what's out there and really understanding how one thing can impact another because the more kind of broad knowledge we have, we can really understand the needs of the professionals that we're working with, right? So, yeah, I would find just, you know, being true to yourself and just keeping your eyes wide open to everything so you can be, you know, one step ahead and really providing the most um, up-to-date evidence-based information is is huge. And just um, taking each day as it comes, try not to be too overwhelmed and just focus on the here and the now and, you know, that's, you know, really what you have control over at this time, at this point in time. And just, you know, yes, you've got to plan for the future with your career and where you're going. But um, I think it's also very easy to look too far ahead. And then that can impact the current state, which is, for me, most important, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was powerful. I mean, because that leads, oh. <laughs> leads 
anxiety, okay? It will. You gotta give yourself some grace. And I am starting to learn that too for myself is pausing a little bit. All right, so let the listeners know um, where to contact you, how to find your blog. Yes, so blog uh, would be www.strictlydentalpro.com. And obviously you can find me on Instagram as well. So again, the whole idea behind Strictly Dental Pro is it's really a platform, really a place that's really intended um, for dental professionals. So all of my followers, you know, it's a, it's a private um, account because really, again, this is a place for, for dental professionals to go. For sure, you know, some within the public may find some of my posts and information interesting, but again, wanted to really create a, a spot where it'd be strictly more specific to dental professionals, whether you're a dentist, a hygienist, dental assistant, any um, role really within the industry. So, and then again, um, obviously oral science, um, that's my role for oral science. So even some of my contact information is on their website as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, if you just Google oral science, all that will come up. And yeah, I would say those are kind of the three main avenues to get a hold of me. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. And well, I appreciate you having me, Jasmine. Thank you so much. I really, it was, it was great, great experience. It was lovely to connect with you uh, the first time like this. It's really neat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I just want to give everyone like behind the scenes, I had told Lisa, oh yeah, everything is going to work out. Everything is going to be fine for our interview and every possible thing that's so wrong. <laughs> well, Happened. overall, it wasn't too bad. Pretty smooth, but a little few little, bu- few little bumps, right? Yeah, but you handled it like a pro. You didn't get flustered. You boom, right, right back in. So I love that, that you were able to well, handle you. that. So, All right. Thank thanks again so much, for coming. You're welcome. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.